This is Don't Panic, episode number 13, recorded September 10th, 2013, on gold fingerprints, brightly colored plastics, and all the new iPhone goodness. Hello and welcome. That's right, it is Tuesday evening, and that means you are graciously spending your time here with us. It is another episode of Don't Panic, but I don't want you to get too comfortable because this week we are introducing a new video intro for the show. Dan, are you excited? I am so excited. Uh, don't be, please. But uh, all right, I'm gonna try to <laughs> do this. I have to like do 14 different things here at once. So okay. Don't yeah. don't don't question. Don't mind the man behind. That would have been much better had you heard the music, which is the, what I'm having the problem with. There's a nice little rock ballad that goes with ah, it. Ah, rock ballads. I don't know what happened. That was weird. What happened? All right. I wish I had known that, that I would have talked over it. I would have pulled a Colby. Huh. This is, is the TV volume? If only we had any idea what we were doing. No, you know, I've been researching all day, and, and turns out it's not actually that easy to just output your general computer audio to... Yeah, you need, just, like, a special sound card that supports a certain thing, right? Yeah, it's complicated. So, okay, that... But visually... Visually, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, Got you like that? Gear, I spent a lot of time gold. doing that. Yeah, you hand animated each gear, I'm guessing, right? Spent some time in like Blender or something, like. Oh, absolutely, frame by frame. That out. I yeah, through. yeah. I actually built all those gears. That's that's live footage. Oh, the Rube Goldberg <laughs> machine in your apartment. No, uh, as if that's not what you already have going with all this crap. But oh, I yeah, I do have too much <laughs> crap. Uh, no, actually, uh, props to yeah. You heard the website Fiverr. Dot com? Yeah. The website where you give someone five dollars to do something? Uh-huh. That cost me five dollars. Wow. But worth every penny. And we Indeed. also have a house ad. House ad. Well, we should um, save that. Till the middle of the show when we're gonna yeah, advertise. Be yeah, our own exactly. sponsor. And yeah. if you and if you want to sponsor Don't Panic, please uh, give us your money. <laughs> But now that we've done the silly ridiculousness, let's get into the show. We'll Dan, call you a five-dollar house. <laughs> hey, for five dollars, you can sponsor the show. I'll, I'll promote your product. I don't care. Don't phase me. Uh, I'm Sean Jennings. He's Dan Miller. We are Colbyless this week. He's too busy partying it up in Seattle um, to be here with us on the biggest tech news day of the year. Some nerve of that guy, the Apple enthusiast of the group. Tisk tisk. Some nerve. But you know what? We're going to have opinions regardless of if he's here. And the reason we're going to have regardless... Maybe even more so. Yeah, we don't have to put up with his shenanigans, right? Mm. Um, today was uh, the big yearly culmination. It's like a national holiday for nerds. Everyone stops what they're doing, it's drops true. everything. And well, it's so sad, but it's well, for it's, nerds. It's funny it's because on this, on visually it looks like nothing has changed because we're all still sitting at our desks looking at our computer screens, but there's no actual work being done. So... Every year you, you see the uh, you see the where they say, you know, the Monday after Black Friday, like productivity goes down because everyone's shopping. I feel like that's what happened today with the Apple event. Like, nothing, productivity stopped, the Dow must have dropped, who knows. But that's because <laughs> Apple 
September 10th, their big event. I bones are here, people, and we are going to give you the full rundown and all of our opinions, and Lord knows we have a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Dan and I were uh, chatting back and forth during the announcement. We both watched live, uh, which is always a lot of fun uh, to make snap decisions, and of course, we're only a couple hours after the announcement, so really all of our decisions are snap decisions, but those sometimes are the most fun, uh, and I'm excited. So, Dan, you want to just start off the top here? Yeah, uh, we could go chronologically. So what they start with, uh, stores. Stores. Was that uh, what they started with? They started with something more... iTunes Festival. iTunes Festival, that's right. Yep, it was iTunes Festival. Uh, What is that? Because I still don't know. I wasn't actually paying attention. iTunes Festival is actually really interesting. Um, What iTunes Festival is, um, is it is a... Essentially, a streamed uh, music festival. They get a large number of big artists, your Katy Perry's and your Lady Gaga's and your so-ons and so forths. As you would. Um, and I can't see this monitor behind me. So I can put this image up. Um, and what they do is it's essentially a, a week, two weeks. It's expanded over the years. It's got to be in like its fifth or sixth year. Um, and it's just a streamed music festival um, that they do. And it's live concerts they stream over the network. Now... Obviously, it's free, and they don't make any money. If anything, they spend money on it. But the general sort of consensus is that they put the festival on for two reasons. One, so over time they could build up their ability to live stream things and mm-hmm. to become experts in that and to build it into all the different programs, Apple TV, iTunes. And the other was uh, to test uh, data farms. Like when they launched that big one a year or two ago in uh, North Carolina or something. Somewhere over um, there, yeah. They, this was one of the ways they tested and got it up and running was putting out this event because it is really heavily streamed. Okay. That's um, cool. Yeah, so, and it's just something fun that they do. And, of course, you know, obviously they sell music uh, from it. So, you know, yes. it also works on that front as well. So they talked about that. That's going to be uh, streamed over 100 countries live this year. Uh, 30 nights of live music in London. Lady Gaga, Robin Thicke, Justin Timberlake all the usual twerking hot stars <laughs> from... Yeah. Just so you know... <laughs> no, go twerking, ahead. Twerking actually means either working at Twitter or tweeting while working. I haven't been able to decide which. I like that much better than the common vernacular use. Yeah. <laughs> uh, personally, but what do I know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so then stores... Stores, they stores, still have they them. They make a shitload of money all the time, more than anyone. Cool. Yep. Yep. That's they, great. And I can tell you, as a matter of fact, they spent literally two minutes talking about stores. This is what's great about a, a live blogged event. Um, and then they moved right on to iOS 7. Uh, iOS 7 is... Uh, mostly the same as it was announced in June, obviously. Things have been uh, tweaked... Uh, over time, but they didn't announce any sort of major new software features that weren't directly associated with hardware. Um, am I right in saying that? Uh, Unless there's anything. I don't believe I missed anything. Well, there are new well, ringtones. Oh, yeah, I missed that. There's Is it new... that they, they, there are new ringtones or that they changed the existing... I think they just updated the existing... So the old ones aren't there anymore. Right, right. They've oh, changed. Okay. Yeah, and I guess they're better or something. I don't know. Uh, My phone's yeah. on vibrate all the time. 
Because me too. Uh, <laughs> it feels like we're the only ones. Well, because I'm always At doing least stuff. in college it was like that. In the real world, in the professional world, people are a little bit more discerning. Yeah, but well, I never understood that. Like, oh, I'm just hanging out at my house. You know, I'll put my phone on maximum volume so every time I get a text message, everyone else knows I got a text message. And the funny thing is, there's no such thing as a good ringtone. No. The default ones suck. The built-in ones suck. If you put your favorite song, it probably is going to annoy everyone else. There's no there such thing as a good ringtone. There are clever ones, but they get annoying, too. Yeah. Yeah, I had a friend once who had a friend of his, stole his phone one day and just recorded him shouting, Your phone's ringing! Your phone's ringing! And he kept it as his ringtone for like two years. <laughs> Hated that guy. Um, so, yeah, it's new ringtones. Outside of that, um, it's pretty much all the same. One thing that was sort of new was that iTunes Radio will launch the same day as iOS 7. Uh, that will go out live, and all of that happens in one week on September 18th. Yeah, they changed a couple things about iOS 7, though, visually. Visually, yeah. Some font tweaks, some... Uh, the icons on the top bar thing are bigger. Right. The hat, the ceiling. Right. But then again, you know, I <laughs> the only people who are going to notice that are the developers who've been using it. Uh, you know, your average user is going to be so overwhelmed by all the other iOS 7 changes, I don't think, you know, a font tweak... People really were making a big deal about the font is uh, thicker than it was when it was introduced in June. Which is which I think is good, because I thought the old yeah. font was a little a little much. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. Um, but, I, yeah. iOS 7 will be coming to iPhone 4 and later, iPad 2 and later, iPad minis, and iPod touches the fifth generation. Fifth generation. Fifth generation. I have no wow, idea which... I'm guessing that's the most yeah. current. Huh. Um... That was really it for iOS. Yeah. Now, um, iWork is still yeah. a thing. People use it. I use it. Um, <laughs> well, no. you. Well, I hope you... Did you pay for... Uh, I paid for it on OS ten. I didn't pay for it on iOS. Well, you are in luck, Dan, because on your next brand new uh, shiny Apple product that isn't Mac, uh, you are going to get the entire iWork suite... Uh, pages, uh, numbers, and keynote. Can't believe I remember those. As well as uh, iPhoto and iMovie, absolutely unequivocally free. I didn't know about the iPhoto and iMovie. Yes, those are That's also included. way more awesome. The only things you really, the only one you really don't get for free, I would say, in this area would be GarageBand. Obviously, the pro stuff you're not going to get. What does iPhoto do on iOS? Um, it does on iPad. It really doesn't do much on the iPhone, but on the iPad, it's it's good if you import a lot of photos, and it's it just adds feature, add more editing capabilities, things like that. Okay. So, um, and those were what nine ninety nine each for the iWork apps. More than I was willing to pay. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I can't and, imagine uh, myself using iWork or yeah, like pages and numbers and Keynote. Keynote's awesome. Pages is okay. I've never used numbers. Keynote is unfairly good. I wish there was something better. Uh, or I wish that there was an open sourcey sort of web thing that was half as good. But it's, not. it's really great. Uh, but I can't imagine using that. I could have... 
I don't know. Well, and I, I will and say... Maybe on the iPad. I guess it makes more sense when you start thinking about this as, as an iPad. Well, especially because uh, Word and Excel and PowerPoint are not available for iPad. You don't have... An, there really isn't an alternative. There's third-party yeah. alternatives. Um, and what's really interesting to me is, I think, at least over the last couple of years, uh, the iWork suite has really fallen to the wayside a little bit. Sort of got... Uh, put on the back burner, but we saw back in June they announced the uh, web versions mm-hmm. of this software. Now they're free on mobile. Um, I think it's a really compelling strategy to go against this new uh, Office 365 initiative. Yeah. So I if mean, I bought, if I went out and bought an iPad in a couple weeks, yeah, it would come with iOS 7, presumably. Or maybe not. Maybe not. I, I think it would. Anyways, but then I would get all of this stuff, and but then I would also get it on my other iPad and my phone? Um, I actually don't know. That's a really good question, because I know yeah. once you have an app, it's across all your devices. My guess would be no, that and that there is some way for them to distinguish... Well, it's a value add for new products, you know? Um, and that I would be very surprised if that were the case, because they specifically said um, that they're free with any new iOS device. Although, no. No, maybe you do. I actually don't know. That's a good question. I could see that going either way. All right. Glad I came up with at least one good question. Yeah, you did. I'll get Tim Cook <laughs> on the line when we're done, and we'll, we'll talk okay, to him. Yeah, yeah, give him a call. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I haven't heard from Tim in a while. How's he doing? Oh, he's doing great. He wanted to be on the show tonight, but he was uh, busy doing press. He couldn't make well, it. Yeah, a little tired probably, too. Uh, and that was it for iWork. Uh, it still exists, but then, of course, and I have to say, today's event was, like, snappy. I mean, they were flying through stuff like yeah. nobody's business. Um, oh, and did we skip over, or are we about to get to Infinity Blade 3? We're getting there, because we're just oh. about to talk iPhone. Obviously, they do the... Oh, nice, yeah, okay. Yep, they do the nice, big, shiny sales chart that, that shows, you know, way more growth, because they messed with the scale. Um, and that's fine. They're allowed to do that. So, um, And as they said, this year we're going to replace the iPhone 5 not with one, but with two new designs. And the first was the iPhone 5C. Yes. Uh, I have some images. I have an iPhone 5C right here, says Sean Jennings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have one right here. So many cameras. Uh, yeah, so there we go, the iPhone 5C. It's colorful. Um, obviously, the big highlights of this phone uh, come down to... Um, there's a good example of the color. Uh, it comes in five colors. I've just got green, white, blue, pink, and yellow. Um... It is... I'll just run through very quickly here. Uh, The casing is made from uh, a solid piece of plastic that is reinforced with uh, metal. Uh, People who held it at the event said it felt much more firm than a a Samsung plastic-backed phone uh, because of the metal frame inside. Uh, It's a hard-coated polycarbonate back, uh, which is steel-reinforced. Outside of that, it is generally an iPhone 5 they put into a plastic case. It has the same 4-inch uh, retina display. That's from the... That's not the 5, right? The 5 is bigger. So this is the 4S size screen. No, this, no, this is the no, 5 screen. A, yeah. I get confused with all these inches. Number. 
Uh, it's touch, it's widescreen, it's got the same A6 chip that the 5 currently has, the same camera. Um, one of the big differences is a new uh, FaceTime camera. Uh, this camera is HD, although, you know, they tend to stretch a little bit the definition of that. Um, it, but it has larger pixels with the backside illumination built into the camera. Um, it's apparently a huge deal, but I don't know enough about cameras to say why. Well, oh, you mean the tech... Oh, I thought you were talking about the, the sales reason why they would do this. No, the technological oh, no, no. reason. No. Because <laughs> um, some people were talking about why it's weird that of all the things they changed, why the front camera um, and not other things. But as we'll talk about when we get down to price, I think it plays into the kids' market and the emerging markets, is that video calling for them is growing faster than people expected. Okay. Um, talk about that. It has more LTE bands than any other smartphone in the world. Um, so that's neat. Um, comes in colors, as we said. On a two-year contract, it is $99 for the 16 gigabyte or a $100 discount over the uh, higher-end phone. $199 for 32 gigabytes. Um, and they are off contract $549. Uh, they also introduced... I'm going to see if... Uh, one of these photos has the silly-looking, ridiculous case thing. There we go. Uh, also introduced a number of cases. They're uh, silicone cases that are specially designed. Um, they come in a series of colors. They're $29 each. Uh, and they have like these little cheese grater hole things in them uh, to let you see the color of your phone under the color of your case so you mm. can mix and match. Five colored cases, Here. five colored phones. That's a lot of combinations I'm not going to While do. we're on that topic. Please, yes. Can you see what's happening here? So I configured, I went, you can go to apple.com slash iPhone dash 5C and like mix and match your phone color in case to your heart's desire. But what blows my mind, and someone I follow on Twitter pointed this out, is this the the cheese grater holes in the back obscure the iPhone and just make it say non? Like they they didn't think about that. They didn't take the iPhone off. They didn't maybe make the cheese graters go down halfway. I I completely maybe agree. don't have cheese graters at all. I like the cheese grater idea. Because it does give it a cool effect, even though it can be sometimes nauseating, like with that color scheme. Well, but, that's... Go ahead. But, you know, the point this guy was trying to make was that this was his first definite sign of Steve would never let that happen, where you put the Apple phone on the back and it would say non instead of iPhone. Like, it does look pretty tacky. That is and they didn't even point. get around that. On the website, they just freely admit to it. That's what the iPhone thing's gonna look like back there, and it's not a huge deal because no one's, you know, you know, no one's gonna see it. But it is a huge deal because you're gonna see it. I won't it's, be able to stop noticing it. It's the little details that matter, quite honestly, especially for Apple products. Yeah. More so than any other. No, it's a good point. I wouldn't have even noticed that. Um. So obviously, the big highlights of this phone, as we talked about, are uh, colors. And cost, essentially. Um, 
I wanted to talk because when you and I were chatting during the uh, the live announcement, mm-hmm. uh, we had a bit of a disagreement about the colors. Yeah. But I want to say, before as evidenced by my shirt, I yeah. like colors. <laughs> hey, I like colors too, but I have two sets of opinions. Okay, uh-huh. I have what I like, and I have what's good for business. All right. And when it comes to these Apple colors, I think they're horrific, and I think they're going to be great for Apple's business. Okay. Because, A, they've shown this in the past. I mean, this isn't the first time they've done crazy colors. Yeah. Maybe the mixing and matching is new, and we'll see how that plays out, but certainly the the shade of coloring isn't anything surprising, and it certainly matches up with iOS 7. Two, we have to talk about who this phone is targeted for, and there are a couple suggestions. The first would be a younger market. Kids, tweens, something that their parents don't want to get them a glass-encased $200 phone and instead want to give them a plastic toss-around $99 phone. For them... $99. On contract, it's $99. Oh, it is? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's $199 for the 5S. 16 gigabytes? That's right. $549 off contract. Which is important to remember. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, for that market, I think the colors make a lot of sense. The other main target, and they talked about this a lot throughout the announcement, was international. International is huge. They're launching in China for the first time. They gained a huge carrier in Japan. More LTE bands than any other phone. Um, International is a huge opportunity for them. And phones like the Lumia, the Nokia Lumia series, they found, which is exploding in these emerging markets, the colors are way outselling the traditional colored phones. So it's something clearly the market has shown these countries want. So even if it's not that big of a deal here in the U.S., research has shown it's going to play in these markets. That's why I think it's a smart business decision. Based on my own personal taste, I think the colors are outrageous, and I prefer something to the Moto X, which has many shades, including much more subtle, classy shades. But that's... You know, I'm not the king of taste, so what do I know? Right. I think I think they're quite edgy. Is it? <clears throat> you know, because there's this is just my perception of design, but there's like what everyone's doing, and that you know you see like Facebook is a good example. Facebook looks good, no denying that, but it's not like Google's designs, where you go there and you're like, whoa, like this this pastel-y, colorful rainbow thing with doodles and all this stuff. It's just like, it looks good and it works and it's professional, more or less. But if you want to make a, a real statement, I think this is good marketing. Because you're going to see one of these in someone's hand and you're going to know it's an iPhone 5C. They're going to make those no great... Mistaking it colorful people jumping around with the bright phones commercials and yeah uh, exactly no I, I agree I think it's a great differentiator um, as opposed to your, your HTC's and Samsung's which are you know the Samsung notes with their fake leather back and all this stuff um, I certainly think it'll play well in the market the other really important thing to note is the cost because this was initially billed as a low-cost iPhone but upon thinking about it, it's really not a low-cost iPhone. It doesn't take much thing. No, I mean, <laughs> $99 on a two-year contract in the U.S., some would consider to be cheap. That 100 or less 
is is usually a low cost quote unquote phone, and that's fine. But the idea of making a cheap phone was not to sell it in the U.S., but was to sell it abroad. And at 549 off contract, which is how most people in these countries buy phones, that is way above what other companies are charging. Their Android phones for 299 hell. There is a Nokia Lumia phone that has gotten outstanding reviews as a great basic smartphone that costs $99 off contract. You can just go and buy it. It costs less than an iPod Touch and does all the same stuff. I mean, for them to think that, and maybe we're reading too much into it, and maybe this isn't their plan, but at 549 off contract, there's nothing, you know, it's cheaper. It's not cheap. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not cheap. <laughs> I just, yeah, no, I agree. And are they really hurting internationally? Um, yes. Okay. They, they're, they're, not, they're not growing, not even close to what Android and even Windows Phone are doing. Okay. I mean, there, there are some countries where they're third behind Windows Phone and Android. <clears throat> Interesting. So, I mean, they're really, especially in, I know South America has been really big for Windows Phone. Um, mm-hmm. I know they're they're really taking a beating. Um, so they, they certainly had to compete, and it appeared this would be their attempt to do it, but I they may have just overshot it. I don't, I don't know. I have a hard time believing that they would be set out to make a cheap phone and then be like, oh, holy crap. We went twice over, but twice as expensive as we meant to. Like... <laughs> Tim you know, Cook, the numbers man, would not make that mistake of all that's the mistakes true. he would make. And Apple will never make a, you know, a, a cheap phone because they're not a cheap company. They don't make they make lower cost computers, but they don't make low cost computers. Yeah, it's um, not in their interest to present their brand that way. Right. They have a range of products. I just think that they're lo- It's sort of like when they priced the iPad Mini at three twenty nine. People said. Why 329? You have the Nexus 7 at 199 or 250. You know, I mean, why not cut $50 off? You're not really losing that much in terms of margins and just destroy the market. And it's because Apple doesn't have to. And because it's not really in their best long-term interest to reduce the value of their products, even if it means losing some sales abroad. Yep. Um, any other thoughts on the 5C? Uh... I don't think so. I think that's right. about it. I like that it... I, I would like to hold one. I, it could very well be my next phone. Because, like, I'm not totally sold on the aluminum-y-ness of the, the 5, 5S stuff. Mm-hmm. And it'd probably be pretty durable. wouldn't need a case. So it'd probably be pretty thin without a case on it. So... And, and I'd be curious, I, I can't wait for one of the blogs to get both the S and the C in a chamber and test reception because, you know, if and you remember... battery life. Do they have any claims life. about battery life differences between the two of those? Um, no, because they didn't really make any specific claims uh, uh, regarding the 5C. Okay. 
Um, you know, obviously they compo- they talked about the 5S's battery life, but they really made no specific claims. I don't. It might be on the website, but at least in the announcement, they they didn't say. Um, but I, I'd be really interesting to see how these phones stack up on things like reception, if that plastic back helps or hurts, uh, versus the all metal. Um, all right, rolling on the iPhone 5S. It looks like they have identical battery claims right. on the Apple website. Which wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they're the same size, so they probably hold the same battery. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. 5S is here, and it comes in lots of pretty shiny colors. Uh, here we go. We have it in three colors now. We have it in, over here is uh, silver. Gold and space gray. So they didn't call it the middle one champagne <laughs> in the end. No, they called it gold. They they honestly they went with uh, those are uh, new cases. There we go. There we have the gold. Uh, they specifically said gold. It's what's interesting to note is the gold color and the silver color both have the white uh, edging and front with the gold band all the way around on the gold. And uh, there they are. Here we go. And here's the silver, and you see it with the white as well. It's silver all around. And uh, and there's a picture of the front of the phone as well. Uh, so like we said, three new colors. Um, if we do it in the order they announced it, the first thing we talked about is the new chip A7. Uh, this is a 64-bit chip. Whoopty crap. For the first time ever on a phone. I want someone to make an 8-bit phone. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> Kickstarter. Yeah. People put money down on that. Yeah, it'll come out of like East Bushwick. It'll be like the Brooklyn phone company. Going retro. <laughs> Runs uh, MS-DOS. They say it's a 64-bit desktop architecture uh, with two times the floating point registers, Dan. Yay. I don't know what that means, but it must be good because there's twice as many. It means you can do more complicated math at the same time-ish. Hey, as long as my calculator still works, that's all I need. Yes. Um, so the advantage to this is um, we don't know, uh, but it is all the built-in apps are re-engineered, and they say it's going to be a seamless transition that is to be seen. Um, and iOS 7 does run both 32-bit and 64-bit apps. Um Dan, we talked about this while we were chatting during the announcement. Do we know what the the actual advantage is to having a 64-bit chip in a phone? Uh, no. Because huh. I've heard suggestions of the fact that uh, 32-bit cuts out at 4 gigabytes of memory. That's true. But no phone is even near that. Also true. So... Uh, I guess it's better than not doing it. Right. Might as well. Or, and this is just me just totally speculating out of my damn mind, but what if in the future, we're two years from this, merging the Mac App Store and the iOS Store? Oh, that's definitely happening. You write one app and both will run on 64-bit. No, I, I don't... I don't necessarily think that both are going to be the same thing, but I think that OS X, there will not be an OS 11. No, no, I agree with that, but I'm saying this, I think, is a first step yeah. towards... Because obviously In the next couple of years, your MacBook Air will run iOS. Right. 
But over the transition, I think we're going to start seeing more things like that. And that's just totally a guess. Obviously, they didn't say anything like that. I mean, we've been seeing that. Just like, I mean, who needs computers anymore? We've talked about this. Yeah. Yeah, the, tr the transition away from the traditional desktop. Right. So OS ten is, I, I get the feeling it's very much a legacy support. Although I am very grateful for Mavericks multiple full-screen app support. <laughs> Thank you. You'll, I agree. You'll prevent me from moving off for at least another year. <laughs> well, and you know, aside from the fact 64-bit sounds really good on a poster or ad, um, they're claiming this new processor, whether it's the 64-bit or whether it's just the processor, is uh, 40 times faster in the CPU and 56 times faster in the graphics. Um, supporting OpenGL uh, 3.0, which I guess is good, um, and that's <laughs> the newest thing. It's one more 1.0 than OpenGL 2.0. <laughs> we're getting there, Dan. We're getting there. <laughs> um, and that leads right into, I guess, what you're excited for, which would be the uh, the fine folks uh, with their Infinity Blade. Yeah, I was I was sarcastically excited. I found out uh, with other people who were watching this that uh, the last time in the people behind Infinity Blade were at the conference, or not the conference, the, yeah, the press conference for the last iPhone, or... It was the iPad announcement. Oh, yeah, they, the game they announced never even came out. Yeah, they canceled the project. And that's why I thought it was interesting when they announced this, they specifically said it is coming out the day of uh, the... I don't know if it was the iOS or the phone launch. Um, but it's available on day one, so I don't. Good. <laughs> that's a hard deadline. Yeah, I yeah, I don't. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a fan of these Infinity Blade games. I I bought one, and, and it was kind of boring. Oh, that's not what you want in a game. No, in fact, I saw a funny image, or the caption was "revolutionary gameplay," and it was that screen cap of the. Uh, just like some creature in the air, and it said tap on the underneath, and it was just like, yeah, it's not the revolution of gameplay, or you're just swiping on your screen to quickly just slash away at something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, cool. Good for them. That's right. Another one of those fantastic developers trotted up on stage to say how great the new phone is. Yeah, and that's always so awkward when they do that because they're never as good as the Apple people are at public yeah. speaking. So although, although I will say, I, the game guys aren't as bad. I feel bad when they trot up like the AT&T CEO. You know, like those oh, guys, they do that? they've done oh, those yeah. before. Where, you know, like, usually the game or the app developers aren't too bad, but it's sort of like the utility guys... Or they'll be like, and now the CEO of, uh, you know, Japan Mobile, and it's so awkward. I love mm. when they do that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I guess the game looks good. Whoop-de-doo. Uh, <laughs> so you can buy that uh, on the day of the 5S launch. Woo! Um, moving on, uh, I'm thinking we should do an ad. I was just going to say that. Wow. Great minds, man. We are thinking alike. I'm yeah. going to try really hard to make this work. Okay. And it won't, but okay. god damn it, I am going to try. Because the video will work. It's the audio. I don't know if I can actually... If the, if the audio doesn't work, I'll make up my own. 
Well, visually, it's pretty awesome. So, all right, here we go. Let's give this a shot here. Oh. Hang on, I have to... I know this is really exciting for all the... Yeah. The listeners the, and the viewers. The tension is palpable. Oh, we don't have any video. This is Don't Panic, the ultimate technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. Every week live at don'tpanic.io. Tune in, listen up. There you go, Houston, we have it. Here, I'll play it again because we missed This is Don't Panic, the ultimate technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. Every week live at don'tpanic.io. Tune in, listen up. Whose hand is that? Uh, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I paid $5 for that. Oh, another $5? That was nice. another Fiverr, the fine folks over at Fiverr. And I have one more order coming in, and it's equally as awesome. So, uh, so props. To, I wish I had. I'm next week. Maybe my pick will be Fiverr, and I'll I'll give these people the props they deserve. Um, but you can have your company logo on anything. So that's our uh, that's our ad. So you should watch the show you're currently watching. Tell your friends. <laughs> Facebook.com/slash. You're now watching. Watch yeah. it more. Watch that's it more right. intently. Watch it a couple times. You don't miss something. Uh, okay, well, now that we're done with our ad... And by the way, if you would like us to advertise your company, product, project, Kickstarter, you name it, we'll do it for almost no cash. Very low dollar amounts. Just let us know. Find us on Facebook, private message us, facebook.com slash show. Moving back to the Apple announcement. Uh, if we haven't already put you to sleep, that's okay, because we have more processors. Probably, yeah. there were almost, let's be honest, almost no surprises in this announcement. Maybe one or two things. The the three iWork apps were a surprise. And the yeah. M7 motion coprocessor chip yeah. was a surprise. And it kind of got buried a little bit under some of the more flashy things. But what it is is it's a secondary chip. And what it, it continuously measures motion data. The accelerometer, the gyroscope, the compass... Uh, and it's constantly running in the background, even when your phone is uh, turned off, sleeping. Sort of in the same way the Moto X is always listening to your voice. What this does is it always listens to the sensors. And through their core motion API, it identifies your user movements and can optimize based on contextual awareness. If you're walking, if you're driving, if you're you know, sleeping, uh, and developers will be able to access it. And... Um, and I think this is really exciting. I don't know. What do you yeah. think, Dan? I, it's great. I want it to know when I'm in the car, like the Moto X does. Uh, and it sounds like people can write apps against this. Yep, they it's, call it's it an a, API. It is an yeah. API. They so, they already announced that Nike, who uh, oh, right. is is already doing it. Which I actually isn't Tim Cook on the board of Nike. I've, I think I so. heard that. Um, yeah, so there's Nike Plus Move, um, which is going to use the A7 chip, M7 chip, and the GPS all to um, do an even better job than phones can do today of tracking uh, your movement. So, yeah, so I want it. That This is the only thing about the 5S that had me excited. Really? Yeah, it's 
Gold not Was... doing it? No. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, they, you know, they've had gold-plated iPhones. That That's true. You could pay a lot of money to acquire, and I can tell you who, what sort of clientele acquired those phones. Russian uh, mobsters. Yes, uh. <laughs> exactly. The guy from the uh, direct TV commercial. That's right. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I think this is just really interesting because I think sensors are, and we've talked about this on the show. We've done whole episodes on it. Sensors are the future, uh, and the more sensors, the better. You know, there are phones, obviously not the iPhone, but there are phones out today that will do humidity and temperature. And, you know, the more sensors we can pack in, track, record, um, the better off it's going to be. And this leads extremely well into uh, a potential Apple wearable device at some point in the future, being able to take and share this device uh, with this device using a separate chip um, opens up a lot of possibilities. But it's really going to come down to how developers use it. Yeah, which is great, unlike another piece of Apple hardware that was announced today. <laughs> uh, and we will get to that in a minute. But before we do, we have to talk about uh, one of the biggest features, I think, when people look at when buying a phone, which is battery life. Uh, and it's your, pretty much your standard 10 browsing, 10 talk time, you know, pretty average. They say it's better than the iPhone 5, but I can't imagine by much. It's two hours in one of those. It was like two extra hours of talk or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, so pretty comparable. Um, there's still a lot to get through. We'll get through it quickly because uh, I don't want to put anyone to sleep here. Uh, cameras. We have an updated camera. It's a five-element lens with a 15% larger active area on the sensor. This is also pretty cool. Bigger pixels, uh, 1.5 microns. And, of course, all new software uh, that does all kinds of shiny, fancy things, including where they take uh, a series of pictures quickly uh, and take the best parts from each photo and compiles one photo. Kind of like uh, HDR on steroids. Um, there's also the two LED flash, a cool one and a white, uh, cool and white one, where the other is warm and amber. And what it does is it can adjust itself and get a better um, look on skin tones, and it's just a more accurate flash. Um, burst mode, 10 frames a second. Slow-mo, 120 frames a second. Um, and they show the shiny, fancy display photos that look stupid good. Um, <laughs> yeah. They did not mention anything. Well, I think those look just as stupid good, if you remember. See Nexus announcement. Oh, all the companies do it. I'm I in no way am blaming Apple for this one. I just think it's funny when any of them do it. Because um, they're clearly ridiculous, but meh, I'll let it slide. Um, the, uh, the one thing that was interesting to note, they did not actually mention any megapixel number for the camera. So we do, we do not know if this is the same, more, or less uh, than the old one. doesn't matter. Well, and that's true, and that's something you know, we can talk about briefly, is that... Um, People make a lot of big deal about the 41 megapixel Nokia Lumia 1020, um, but it's really important to remember that megapixel is only a very small part of taking a great photo, especially on a device like a phone. Nokia has a lot of software that goes with that camera that makes it work so well. Mm -hmm. And Apple is the same way. They do special processing, and it's all about the software using this, um, they call it 
the dynamic local tone map that goes into the autofocus matrix metering. Okay. Which I don't think is a real thing, but... Um, and the software with the LEDs. It's just really incredible what you can do with uh, with software and with uh, processing power versus, you know, megapixels. And Ap- Apple does that better than any other company. Yeah. Period. That's just a fact. Um, great. So there's the camera. And then the third feature, security. Um, and now we come to Touch ID. The, the, the rumor we talked about several times. We said, I guess it's true. Maybe it's not true. Will it really be true? Uh, and what will it mean? Well, that is correct. There is now a fingerprint scanner located under the home button. Uh, it is a touch capacitive sensor with a 500 PPI resolution, uh, and that will read 360, so you can have it in landscape or do your finger anyway. But essentially, it's a fingerprint reader. Uh, there is a laser-cut sapphire crystal cover to it, and you just put your finger on it, and it reads it. Uh, you can also use the fingerprint to authenticate iTunes uh, when it comes to buying apps, music, uh, and other iTunes products. Um, it handles up to five, awesome. fingerpr- five fingerprints uh, per account. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else is on here. Uh they claim, and I know you'll have something to say about this, that it's never available to other software, it's not uploaded to Apple servers, or backed up to iCloud, it's only on your personal device. Um, and only the uh, iOS 7 uh, and the iPhone 5S support Touch ID. Um, Dan, did this live up to the hype? Yeah, mostly, 80%. I was... I was pretty, I don't know, I was confident this was going to happen. I was hoping that it would do more than unlock the phone, which it does. I, as far as I can tell, whenever you put in your Apple ID, you can instead put your thumb or whichever finger you've said to use that, which is awesome. Uh, I wish it was <clears throat> integrated with, like, the... Uh, the whole OS 10 keychain thing that's happening in Mavericks and that they announced that your iOS can be a two-factor auth for your entire keychain. So whenever you'd hit something that would be stored in your keychain on OS 10, you could just put your thumb on your phone and it would do it, which would be super awesome. Uh, and then also having third-party APIs, apps that could use it would be pretty great. But not ruling it out. Uh, when it comes to the thing that you said about not uploading it to their servers, I believe them. <laughs> uh, maybe they're uploading to the NSA servers, though. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I think man. if I think if the, the NSA is near thumb thumbprints, they've got oh. them anyways. You know, birth certificates, medical records. Yeah, why did they? They already that, have all that, that shit. You know, long gone. They don't need. Uh, they don't need Apple for that. Twenty years ago. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm trying desperately to put up on the other monitor here the uh, the actual. The, I thought was really interesting the uh, the demo video for uh, Touch ID. But of course, just as I try to do that, my mouse dies. The computer stops working. Uh huh. Bad things generally happen. Yeah. Uh, 
Ah, there we go. Got a nice rotating champagne gold. I, I can hear Johnny Ive in my ear. Oh. Yes, it's, He's uh, talking with his eyes. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. So, Johnny Ive. You can see the, the metal ring around the home button. It's got an, a little square on it, like it's it used to have. carved out of an asteroid. Harvest from Antarctica. Alright, I'm gonna <laughs> him in this creepy white room. So here's someone yeah, here's someone they just you just put your finger on it and it just unlocks it. Dan. Looks a little like Bill Nye the science guy. So so here you go. You're in uh, you're in the store, you push that it asks you to scan your fingerprint. You just tap it. There you go. And this is how you add it. Oh, you just check cool. check it through a couple times, and it gets it. Now they're saying you should be able now, to. Now does that actually it. reflect your fingerprint on the screen? No, no. Ah, oh, come but, on. But that would they say, be so and here you can cool. see the breakdown. Your sapphire crystal. Oh yeah. Um, I have to stop this video from playing because I can't hear with you in that in my ear. Oh, um, but they're saying that you should be able to touch it. You know, obviously in any 360, but also more even on sort of the tip of your finger or the side of your finger, I guess. At least the people who were in the demo room after the event who tried it said it was uh, pretty good and pretty quick. And I th certainly think it says a lot that Apple's willing to trust payments to it. Um, you know, you have to remember the when you're using it in, in iTunes or the App Store, I mean, that's charging your credit card. They're really yeah. trusting your credit card information to it. Yeah. Um, you know, you can only, I don't know what the most expensive app is, but, you know, nonetheless, uh, it certainly is interesting. Uh, as for right now, uh, this wasn't 100% clear, but they seem to indicate that, um, the, it would only be available to unlock your phone and to make iTunes purchases. There's no API, there's no availability for other apps to use it yet. So... Maybe someday. Maybe someday. And, you know, hey, it, it is a one version 1.0. And, you know, we talked about this when we when we were sort of predicting, but the, the question for us was, is it going to be a useful tool or something fancy, shiny, they can show in a nice Johnny Ive video? And I think it kind of falls in the middle. I feel like, yes, there are some cool things, and it's going to save me, you know, a cumulative 20 seconds of, of my day having to type in my passcode. But at the same time, that's really all it can do. No, it can also get around the, uh, my, my, you know, kid figured out what my password is and then bought $500 worth of things off of that's true. Apple Store. That's true. Uh, I was going to say, but what if, what if your kid murdered you and cut your finger off? <laughs> Didn't think of that, Dan. Didn't think yeah, of that. Yeah, there was a lot of nerding out in the group I was in today about how unique fingerprints are and... Yeah. yeah but, but it's I think it's a pretty good proxy. Turns out there's actually this other technology that reads the veins in your finger, which is an even better security mechanism, but probably that technology doesn't fit into a phone yet. No. But I I, I, I read the other day that there some universities developing a car that can read your brain waves and they know it's you based off of your brain pattern. I, I said, I want that in my iPhone. When can it, when can it read my mind? Yeah, when, when can the NSA tap into my emotions? It, when you're driving your, in this Google self-driving car, Dan. 
Oh, man, the future. It's going to be awesome. Um, so those are the big features, uh, camera, security, and processor. Uh, not necessarily in that order. It is the same price as the old phone, 16 gigabytes for $199, and add an extra 100 for each time you double that storage uh, on a two-year contract. There are also leather cases, too, that are kind of very similar. If you know the smart covers for uh, iPads, the, the leather ones, it's sort of that same uh, concept, $39 a piece as well. You can see Apple is really not uh, is really starting to get into the accessories market. They realize they're uh, leaving a lot of money on the table there. Yeah. And another interesting thing, uh, the, the idea was that the 5C would get rid of the 4S and the 4 as the uh, cheaper phones, but they're actually keeping the 4S around. Uh, it will be free on contract, the 8-gigabyte 4S model. Mm-hmm. Uh, running iOS 7 will be free on contract. You'll have the 5C starting at 99 and the 5S starting at 199. Now, when can you get it? Uh, Friday, September 13th is the pre-order. You can only pre-order the 5C. There is no pre-order for the 5S. Go figure. Both phones will be available for purchase in-store and online on September 20th uh, in the U.S., Australia, Canada, China, and all the usual suspect countries. Uh, they're saying over 100 countries by the end of the year. Cool. Maybe they anticipate that the 5C will be more sought after than the 5S. Um, that could be it. Um, my reverse thinking to that would be the last couple announcements they've made, they haven't had the lines outside the stores like they used to get, and if you can't pre-order, how are you going to get it right away? Mm-hmm. So it could be a way of generating uh, people to get in the door. Uh, very cynical. That that you know that's my marketing mind working. Um, well, there are already people. There were already people lining up yesterday in New York City. So, and I'm not surprised. In the least. <laughs> they're going to sit there for a week, two weeks. Uh, yeah, a, a little over a week, week and a half. So, I don't know. Um, and that pretty much runs through the entirety of today's Apple announcement. Wow. Uh, it ran fast. It took uh, about an hour. Once Elvis Costello performed, it took about an hour and a half. Um, and between iOS 7, the 5S, and the 5C, we didn't see iPods. We didn't see iPads. We didn't see Macs, Macs Pros. We didn't see TV. We didn't see watches. We d- it was just phones this time. Uh, but the rumor is that there'll be another event in October to launch Mavericks, uh, the new Mac Pro, um, and revised Macs with Haswell processors. Yay. And maybe iPods. Oh, I'm sorry, and new iPads as well. Um, Retina Mini, all running iOS 7. Think they're going to do all that? Well, you know, they did it all last year, if you remember. And last fall they had two events, and they pretty much, by the end of it, revamped everything. So, I guess I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, because they, they did two. They did an iPhone and iPod announcement, and then they did a Mac and iPad announcement. When they all, cool. and that was when they launched Lightning across all the iOS devices. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. Um. So, uh, Dan, what are your, you know, I was gonna say, can you sum it up in one or two sentences? But I don't know if that's that's even possible to do. Terrifying white dungeon. <laughs> yes, Johnny Ive. In his evil white lair. Um, I really like to think his office at Apple really does look like that. He just has a backlit, really white wall behind him. No desk, he just sits in a chair. 
Oh, yeah, um, punch over his posture. Back must kill him. <laughs> oh, he's always so into it. He's down in there. He's like the nicest evil villain I've ever heard. <laughs> you know, like he he seems really evil, but he also seems really nice. Yeah, it's like um, one of those new age Bond villains. Exactly. I'm thinking the the new 007. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, I guess if I had to sum up the event, everyone when they talk about Apple, and we talked about this a little bit, innovation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a disruption, right? That's what everyone expects out of Apple. I love metaphors, so I'm going to create one here as to where I think Apple is today, okay? okay? Follow me on this. I'm ready. Apple is like the television show NCIS, okay? NCIS is the number one rated scripted drama on television. More than Breaking Bad, more than The Walking Dead, more than Mad Men, more than all these shows, NCIS is number one. Okay? Why? Because it's an average, consistent product. People know the characters. They know what they're getting each week. It's good enough. And people tune in. It's something for the masses. Okay? Mm -hmm. That is what Apple has become. They... They put out consistent products. They tweak it when necessary. But over time, it just gets a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. And despite the fact it's not the best, the most original, the most exciting, people love it anyway. And people will flock to it. So no matter what you say about Apple innovating or about Apple being a slow, boring company, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. That that yeah. is my that is my thought. You can be successful and still put out a real. This is a great phone. I don't care what anyone says. It's a great phone. Yeah. I pe- I had someone today ask me, what did they? Oh, they said I have a Galaxy Nexus and I'm looking to get a new phone. Uh, or no, my brother has a Galaxy Nexus and I kind of like it, but I don't know anything about technology. I said buy an iPhone. Mm-hmm. If you don't know a lot about technology, just buy an iPhone because it's just going to work. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, I just think we have these ridiculous expectations that every year this company is supposed to blow the competition out of the water, and that's just not possible. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I want to see the smartwatch and the flying cars and all the crazy stuff, but, you know, it's about having realistic expectations and love it or hate it or excitement or boring. Apple released yeah. a set of really good products today. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's tough. It, I, I agree at a rational level, but at an emotional level, like the the first iPhone, and then the 3GS was just so much faster, and the iPhone 4 with its redonkulous screen, like just just when Android had caught up, just when it was almost as good as the iPhone was, it was like, oh, by the way, we're gonna like, I don't know, quadruple the resolution on these screens. And now Android phones have, like, just in, like, a year ago maybe caught up to that. That took them, like, two, three years. And it's like, when's that next thing they're going to do that's just, like, puts the pull so far out there? Something that only Apple can do. That's my question. I don't think we've seen the last of it. I hope not. No, I, I, and I think that's an extremely valid point. And, you know, Apple is in, in the lull of the sort of, you know curve line that is their how their products usually work you know they had the iPod out for many years got settled got comfortable and then introduced the iPhone had the iPhone out for a few years got comfortable got settled came out with the iPad you know so 
This is a company that has a history yeah, of doing still, this. Though, there's no good tablet other than the iPad. Like, there are some okay Android tablets. There are ones that are pretty good. I you could just get an iPad. <laughs> Nexus 7 is a pretty compelling device. That's true, but it's it's basically a different category. How's that a different category? It's a tablet. Because the iPad is a computer replacement. Uh, but that's a side. I don't think you compare the iPad Mini. No, or the regular. Because you can't compare a ten-inch. Yeah, yeah, no, the straight-up iPad, a full ten-inch tablet category. You, there's no reason not to get an iPad if you're going to spend four hundred dollars. And want a ten-inch tablet? Yes, you're absolutely correct. But that's why mm-hmm. Google needs to release another next a Nexus ten-inch and make it awesome. Which they so. haven't. Right. Which is well, no, I agree. They're they're missing the opportunity. Um. No, Apple can do it, and they will do it, but I just, I get frustrated when, you know, I, minutes after the event's over, there's already headline, uh, Apple announces new iPhones, complete disappointment. And it's like, that's so not the way to think about it. I mean, these are really good phones. I don't care what anyone says. Like, Like or hate Apple, they're good phones. They work really well. They have very compelling features. You know? And it... I don't know. I'm just. I'm, I'm just. I don't know. I'm. I'm a little fed All up. Right, well, you gotta shut this thing down before you get too cranky there. Yes, and I'm getting there. Things. I'm getting there, Dan. <laughs> but um, with that being said, we wrap up our uh, our coverage of the big Apple announcement. Uh, you know, as I said when we started, these are snap judgments, and I've been known to love something on the day they announce it and hate it two months later, or vice versa. Um, so we'll have to. Wait and see. Um, I think I'm going to grow to like the colors more than I do now. And iOS 7 as well. I think once I start to use it, I'm going to like it more than I think I like it now. I'm hoping. But we'll see. You'll have to stay tuned to Don't Panic uh, to hear me admit my failures. (laughs) I'm having bad opinions. Um, So we are going to move on to our picks this week. And we only have two picks because we only have two people, but there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Dan... Yes. You have a pick this week. What is it? <laughs> uh, I picked TrueCrypt, which is a uh, a program that a uh, cross-platform that allows you to create encrypted files that look like just plain old files, or you can make them look like whatever you want. But when you open them up through this program, they turn into like mounted disk drives, which is pretty cool. <clears throat> but the real reason I picked this is because it doesn't matter how well encrypted it is, because it turns out that the NSA brilliantly, rather than just relying on people not encrypting their things at the backbone of the internet or any of that stuff, uh, personally and subversively influence the standards bodies that comes up with encryption techniques that are used by the government and industry to include erroneous mathematical cryptographic things. In at least one case that happened, but it was since fixed. But also, they have potentially... uh, They have the abilities, supposedly, to... So you go to a website and you download a program. Most 
everyone takes it on faith that that program is what it is and that what you downloaded is what you thought you were downloading. There's no reason that it has to be true, though, and there's plenty of, like, malware sites that do this. It's like, oh, you're downloading Skype. Well, here's Skype, uh, and then you install, and it crashes all the time, but you actually just got malware. Uh, man, this is a long explanation. But basically, there's open source software that's compiled every time. So you can see the source code, and this has long been a reason why it's better to run open source software, because you can inspect the source code and make sure that there are no NSA backdoors. But what if you inspected the source code, but then when you actually downloaded the compiled version to install it, that someone had inserted a backdoor in there that isn't in the open source version, or potentially that the NSA has backdoored the compilers to insert backdoors into certain packages like SSL and things like that so that it transparently becomes vulnerable when you compile it. Just saying. So, so if I've got this correct, your pick this week is an encryption software that... That is useless against the NSA, potentially. We have no reason to believe that it is not backdoored. That's a great pick, Dan. Thank no, you. No, I, no, I have to say, A, I am, I am, I do actually kind of find this interesting. But also, B, um, America's spies deserve some kind of bonus because they do spying apparently much better than I thought they did. Like yeah. that's actually really good. Like they're doing if, their if jobs. If they really have well. backdoored the compilers to insert backdoors into open source software as people compile it, that's amazing. That's great. You know, That's I have to say a revolution in code analysis. If I were a <laughs> if I were a programmer, I'd consider working for the government because that's they're doing a lot of crazy stuff. So I, I never would have thought so, but yeah, the crazy stuff is what they're doing. That is very true. Well, uh, that is true. Crypt. Uh, it mostly works. <laughs> Maybe. Very good. All right. Good pick. Um, I'm gonna go in a completely different direction. I'm going to just say screw it. We're Paint going a picture to... for us. What's the problem we're solving this week? Um, well, you know, I realized I actually have two types of uh, uh, picks I do. And the reason uh, is is that there's... Um, I'm going to try to multitask here and look at the matter while I'm talking. Um, I like to solve problems, but I also like to, to do what I call best of breed. Right? I did this when I picked my uh, to-do list app, Wonderlist. That's my mm -hmm. personal favorite. I think it's the best. I did that with a weather app. I picked Dark Sky a couple weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. This week, Dan, I don't know if you're a fan of the sports ball. I've never heard of the sports ball. The sports ball. Uh, those young men and women uh, playing the sports ball. This week kicked off the National Football League. That's right. It was week one. Uh, dozens of games, lots of exciting sports actions. And you may be wondering, I have a busy, on-the-go lifestyle and I cannot sit on my couch uh, all weekend just watching football, which is sad because you should do that. But if you can't, <laughs> we have these fantastic devices in our pockets. Uh -huh. uh, and so you want to use them to keep up with your sports. Well, there are a hundred apps that promise to keep you informed on all your sports team's actions. Well, I am here to tell you the one I found to be the best. My criteria for picking the best were two things. Alerts scores, okay? I did not judge this on news. There are better news apps, so if you just want general news, that's not it. 
um, or very specific player-type fantasy stats as well. This is not a good app for that. But for me, I want to check my team and the league scores, especially for football where they all kind of play on the same day. And I want alerts. I want to know when they score. I want to know the end of the quarter. I want to know what the two-minute warning. So mm-hmm. the app I picked is The Score. Uh, this is the Google Play page. It is available for Android uh, and iOS. And uh, I'm going to open it up here and give you a little demo on the demo cam. Whoa. I had this sitting here the whole time. I haven't even used it once. Jeez. So this is the demo cam. So here are the NFL scores, for example. Um, it's really straightforward. So there's two ways you can do it. There's uh, my score, which is a great way to specifically follow your teams. Uh, this does... Uh, Almost all the leagues you can see here, my teams I follow, uh, the Bruins in hockey, the Patriots in football, the Celtics in basketball, as well as Marist College, go Red Foxes. Um, <laughs> you can abstract teams. You can also track specific players. And on that day, for example, this is good towards the end of the football season when there's both hockey and football and college basketball. Um, it actually alerts me. I never remember when Marist is playing, but I have this set up to let me know when uh, they have ended a game, and it tells me the score. You can also look at full league information as well. So they have uh, sports I've never... Mixed martial arts, if you want to know about that, they have it. Um, But specifically, I'll click football, and there you go. All on one screen are all the games, when they are, and what the scores are. I'll scroll back to last week. You can see they have all the scores, and they update as they go throughout. Um, And then on each page, they have the matchups, the team, the scoring per quarter... Um, the, the big scoring plays. You can also look at uh, individual game stats for each team uh, and a play-by-play as well. And what was this called? This is The Score. T-H-E uh, Score. The Score. Um, as well as league standings, which I use all the time because I never remember, uh, as well as league leaders and things like passing, rushing, uh, and of course it's different for each and every league. Right. The alerts... Uh, the other reason I really like it are the alerts. They have a really diverse uh, system of alerts. I'll show you if I look at uh, the Patriots here. So here are the list of all the alerts. Game start, game end, every scoring play, red zone, close game, turnovers, breaking news. Um, and of all the apps I've tested, I've done the ESPN. They have an app. I've CBS Sports has an app. Um, even the NFL's official app, I find this app gives me more detailed alerts, and faster alerts. Because I've had like three or four of these, I kid you not, all running at the same time, and when there's a scoring play, my phone goes berserk. But I did that because I found that they gave the best and the fastest alerts. Um, And that's pretty much what it does. Obviously, there are some uh, news features as well. I would say it's not super what it's known for. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, if you're looking for scores and alerts on leagues you really care about. Um, hey, look at that. The United States is going to uh, the World Cup without having to go to the playoffs. We made it. <laughs> that was Actually, I did watch a little bit of that. We won in two, 2-0 over Mexico. It was a good game. Um, nice. But, yeah, it's the score. It's available. It's absolutely free on uh, iOS, Android, and I wouldn't be surprised if they were on uh, other platforms as well. Um cool. Just a really good, really consistent app for sports fans. That's my personal pick. Again, your results may vary what you prefer, but um, that's the sports app. I've, I've used it for a couple of years, and uh, 
it makes following, especially sports like hockey and uh, where they play a lot, uh, baseball, uh, it makes it really easy to follow. So the score. Sweet. All right, Dan, we survived. I don't think yeah. we need that Colby guy. No, he's fired. Dead weight. It's got him loose. Yeah, cost too much. Uh, no, of course, Colby will be back next week, as will the both of us. Um, doing a little bit of housekeeping here, I want to remind all of our listeners that we do this show live every Tuesday night at 11 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. That is 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, at our website, don'tpanic.io, you can click Listen Live. Uh, and you can also watch all of our episodes after the fact. We have a two- to three-day turnaround on those in both audio and video. Don'tpanic.io. If you want all the latest updates, not just when episodes are posted and not just when we're live, but also like today when there's a big event going on, Dan and I were in the chat room. You can join us, chat along, uh, get our feedback on what's going on. There was actually a lot of, I think we had a lot of really good stuff. So I hope we can do this more for things like this. Yeah. All of that, you got to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash show. All right, Dan. All right, Sean. That's it. We are out. Uh, thank you to everyone for watching and listening and being a part of uh, our big Apple Roundup next week. I promise we're going to try to avoid Apple as much as possible, but, you know, they're <laughs> pervasive. They'll sneak right in. Uh, and with that, I, uh, I'll end the show as we do every week by reminding our listeners, don't panic. We'll see you again next Tuesday. Until then, good night. <laughs>